welcome back to another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. I had something else planned for today. I wanted to talk to you about essentially how to have more fun in your business and kind of like what that practically looks like. And I think that I will talk about that next week because I have a lot to say on that and share about that. And I think it's such an important topic for all of us. But if you have seen my, I put it on Insta stories, I put it on my Facebook stories, I put it in my Facebook group and, uh, it's funny because I feel like I, I don't feel like I've ever had such a response to like a story or post or anything before. But basically, I shared that I walked out on a date on Saturday night and some drama has kind of ensued like, well, after that, but also before it. But again, so many people were like DMing me and asking what happened and just curious about like what went on. And so I wanted to talk to you about it. And I wanted to make sure I want to I want to make sure that this is not super self-indulgent in the sense of like I'm just sharing like the drama of my life, right? I always want to bring it to you in a value-based way. And I do think there are some really important lessons in all of this, but essentially all of this stuff just happened this morning where I was getting some just like rude text and I'll walk you through all of that. But as we're doing the podcast recordings in the Your Fucking Welcome Insiders community, like we do them again live at 12 o'clock on Mondays normally. And this all just happened. And I'm basically seeing red right now. And I couldn't think I, I couldn't, I couldn't see talking to you about anything else essentially, right? Like I need, I felt like I needed to talk to you about just what went down. Um, so that's what we're doing. And again, like I said, it, would, it will be my goal to not just share the drama of it for those of you that are curious or, you know, just for it to be story time. But I really want to share with you the things that I feel like are really important lessons in all of this, because I absolutely positively navigated this and handled this in a way that, well, A, I'm proud of, but B, like in a way that even a year ago, like that's Sarah would have melted down about this and like really like really just like felt like shit about all of it. And so again, I feel like I'm in this place of like feeling more worthy and feeling more clear on who I am and confident and certain about who I am than ever before. And so that has been so helpful for navigating this. And like I said, I feel like there are things here that you need to hear as well, right? So I don't wanna go into every single detail of all of this because there's a lot to say. Uh, I don't wanna bore you, but oh, let me be clear. Uh, so I, as you guys know, I hired a matchmaker uh, a couple months ago. I hired a matchmaker and I'm working with three day rule and this is not them. I love them. Like they have been incredible so far. I have nothing negative to say. So I just want to be very, very, very clear who I'm talking about now is not three day rule. This is a situation where I had had a call with another matchmaker right before I hired three day rule and I did not hire them. And, but they wound up putting me in their database. And so like keeping me on file essentially for their clients. Um, and so, and I don't even want to talk badly about the company itself. Otherwise I would probably name the company, but I also feel like they have a lot of people, a lot of matchmakers that work for them. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm letting like one bad experience taint the whole company. I hate when people do that. And so I just want to feel into this first before I name, like, name them again. I don't want to like them to get like this, like bad rep or anything like that. But, uh, long story short, I was contacted by somebody who works for that matchmaker on, I guess it was like Wednesday or Thursday. And 
we were having, like, she wanted to contact me about her one client. And like, again, like one takeaway that I want you to have here. And like, I felt this in my gut and I knew it the entire time is like, she contacted me and she was just like, I think you guys are going to be the perfect fit. Like, I just, I don't know. There's just something about you guys. And like, then it was kind of like, okay, so tell me about yourself. Like she didn't know anything about me. And she was kind of just like selling me on this, like, this is perfect, like overly selling it kind of like the way we all see people do like, you know, in, in the online space with like, you can be an overnight success or, you know, you can do X, Y, Z overnight, even though I don't know anything about you. I don't know what your business is, but I can guarantee you, or I can definitely get you results. Right. And so it was like, again, like I, I knew it and I felt it as the conversation was happening. Like, you don't really know me well enough to feel like we could be a good fit, but okay. Like I'm just going to roll with this, especially because in my mind, I didn't want to let, like, if this was a great guy, I didn't want to let the matchmaker itself, like taint that, right? Like I'm not going out on a date with her. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to lean back here and I'm going to feel into it. And so we had like a series of conversations, which was just irritating to me. Cause like, I, I don't have time for this. Like it felt like, a, it felt like she was like calling me as if I had nothing else to do, like, and like talking on the phone for way too long. And it, it, that just irritated me. But one of the things that I want to say, and, and for you to take away from this is the way in which people like love to pass on their limiting beliefs to us. Right. And like, sometimes like, I'm sure most of the times, not necessarily intentionally, but as we were talking, you know, one of the things that I said was like, I, you know, I would definitely prefer to not date a man with kids, right? Like I love kids. I like, I really do. Like I, I adore kids, but as you, a lot of, you know, my ex had kids, me having to break up essentially with them was like the hardest part of our breakup. And I don't think I could go through that where I get attached to children. And then all of a sudden they're not in my life anymore. Like I just couldn't do that anymore. And the other part of it, which I feel like is a lesson for everybody is that I felt like with my ex, you know, it was a situation where his kids were his priority as they should be. I don't think I could respect a man whose children weren't their priority, right? Like, like they should be, but it was also a situation where, okay, then you have the kids and then you have the career. And then I was always, you know, low on the totem pole. It felt like, and again, I'm not even making him wrong for that, but I know, I see very clearly that like, as I enter into my next relationship, I want to be like just firm and okay in stating that like I am really a priority, right? Or like not the priority, but like pretty close to the priority, right? Like I don't want to feel like our lives revolve around other different situations or, you know, can we go on vacation? Whatever it is, I did that. I'm ready to be in this relationship where, I don't know, I feel like me, what I need, what I want, our relationship gets to be like the star of the show, right? And I feel like, yes, that can sound like a selfish thing, but so to be clear, what I mean is that like, I don't want to meet a, ch a person with kids and then like have him make me the priority. I just think that I need to be with somebody who does not have children so that I can create that kind of circumstance. Right. And again, a big part of it, like I said, is like, I couldn't deal with the pain of going through like the breakup with them again. Right. And so whatever I was saying that, that like, I really don't want to date a man with kids. And to be clear, if I am on apps, anything like that, I do not swipe yes to anyone who has kids. For a while there, I was. When I started dating again, I was like, okay, well, he's cute. Like, he has kids, whatever. And that's because I was, like, dipping my toe in. And I was very much not in a place of, like, okay, let me try to find a relationship here. It was just kind of me getting back into dating. But I really had to look at, like, but Sarah, you know you don't want to be with somebody with kids. And if you're entertaining that, right, you know you're entertaining this, which you don't want, 
you're just, you're not sending the universe, like you're not being firm enough in what you actually desire. And so it's not that shocking that you're not getting it. And so for a while back, I kind of made the decision. I was like, I really need to be just like so fully firm on no kids. So this man had kids. And so that's, again, another lesson in and of itself where like, I see, I feel like this all going badly was kind of like a situation where it was like God universe being like, you betrayed yourself. You did something, you know, you didn't want to do and look what happened. Right. But the other thing that I was going to say about the limiting beliefs is like, she said to me, she rubbed me the wrong way, 50 different ways. And and I, I would tell you all the 50 different ways, but I don't wanted this to be like a drama or like bitch fest. But like, there were so many things that I did not like the way that she spoke to me about. But the thing she said to me, she goes, well, you know, you're 37. Like the chances of you meeting somebody without kids, like is pretty slim to none. And like, sure, maybe it's more of a likelihood that somebody in my age range is going to have kids. I'm not trying to date a hundred men. I'm not trying to be in a relationship with hundred men. There's one, right? There's one man out there that does not have a kid that does not want kids. Right. And it was, so it was funny, like, obnoxious and funny to kind of listen to her, like pass on those limiting beliefs. Right. And again, if we're turning this back to business, I want you to like take that lesson and remember here that like so many people try to speak to and like remind us all like what isn't likely or what might be like not the norm or not as possible to the masses. Right. And like, I don't give a fuck if the masses, right. More, more men have again, a child. I don't care. That doesn't mean I'm going to settle for less than what I want. I know what I want. And again, I know that it exists. Maybe it's not as common, but it exists. And so I'm not going to entertain this thought that I have to settle for less than what I want just because something is less likely. And I'm saying this and I I can't even believe that I kind of betrayed myself to go on this date knowing all of that, but I did. Because she sold him as this great guy, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, whatever. Like, I don't have any firm plans on Saturday night. It's a date. It's right down the street. Sure, I'll go. Whatever. And so again, lesson learned on me, but whatever. And so it was, again, I, there are so many things I could like bitch about in terms of how like the conversations went down. But it was this vibe and this energy of like, I'm lucky to be contacted and I'm lucky to like be in their database. And like anything I asked like, it was like this, like, she said something along the line, because, okay, so this is the other thing. So I heard, like, I learned about him. She told me, like, verbally about him. Like, he's successful. He's blah, blah, blah. And this is a this is a luxury matchmaking service where it's a significant amount of money to be their client. So it is it is a situation where you're dealing with, like, again, like, wealthy, successful men. So she's telling me about the nonprofit he owns and, you know, the real estate he flips and all of these things sounded really incredible. And so, again, I'm kind of like dealing with the annoyance of all of this because I'm like, okay, you know, I can suck this up. Maybe this is worth it. Whatever. Like this is, again, I'm not dating the matchmaker. Maybe this guy might be worth it. Whatever. But she told me he would contact me before the date and she told me I would get a picture before the date when we started talking. The days go by and like we haven't spoken, which is normal with matchmaking stuff. Like my matchmaker, like we're really not supposed to chit chat with each other. Cause otherwise, you know, you just text forever. Like that's really kind of a rule that we're not supposed to, again, chit chat a bunch. And so that was kind of normal to me, but the picture was weird to me. And so I was like, I'd really like to see a picture or whatever. And she sends me this message and was like, you know, our paying clients, like basically saying that like, he's a paying client. And she's like, and like, you're like, I forget exactly how she said it to me. I'll share with you guys some more screenshots if you want them in the community. But like, 
something about like, you're not a paying client. And so there are consequences for that. I'm like, don't fucking talk to me like consequences. Like, don't, don't talk to me. Like, again, like you're doing me a favor. You contacted me. You're fucking welcome for being in your database. Like you are not, this is not a situation where again, like I'm so lucky that you contacted me for this person. Right. Like, and so I just didn't like the way that I was being spoken to as if like, I was supposed to like kiss everybody's feet and like, just go with whatever, like she was saying, like for that reason, I'm going to read you the message that I sent actually one point because again I feel like a lot of this just collectively are lessons in terms of communication and standing your ground but so it gets to the day of and I'm just like I don't feel good about this like I have other options for Saturday night I don't want to wash my hair if I don't have to like I I, I don't feel good about going into this completely blind like that the, not only blind like from the perspective of I hadn't seen him but also like I don't know like if there's any connection or if it's going to be awkward or any of those kind of things like that's not what I want to do so the message that I sent to her on Saturday was when we initially spoke, you had said I'd see a pic as we got closer and that he'd reach out beforehand, which are reasons why I said yes. I truly never would have said yes to a blind date. The last inquiry that came in through your company, I did see a picture and I also have friends who have been set up and saw pictures. So the fact that I'm not able to see anything feels like a red flag more than anything else, to be honest. I recognize I'm not a paying client, but I am a high value woman who wants to be intentional about how she spends her Saturday night. I'm working with a matchmaker myself and the last thing in the world I would want is for someone to go on a date with somebody who hasn't seen me. I would like to see a photo or at the very least hear from him. Otherwise I will be canceling. Like, and again, I'm sharing that with you because like the old me would have like, I don't know, like gotten like, I, the old me would have like shrunk and been like, and thought I was wrong or even like, or I would have been like nasty and aggressive, right? I would have been like rude. And I just like, I wanted to be in a position where I'm like, I understand, like, I'm like, I understand like that I'm that it's a cool thing that I got reached out to for this person again, especially if they're a cool person, but also I'm a cool person and I have things to do. My time is really valuable. And so don't talk to me like, again, I should be like worshiping you, right. And doing anything you say, just because I have this date. Like I, again, I'm a high value woman. I like to intentionally spend my time, especially on Saturday nights. And I want to know that this is worth my time essentially. Right. And so whatever he contacted me, fine. So the date, the date comes, I was late. I am never late. And I'm just saying that because I'm owning that maybe this is like part of like why we didn't hit it off, but whatever. I am never late. I am never late. Five minutes late. Maybe I messed up the time. I had said initially that I wanted to go at seven and then she texted me that it was a six fifteen reservation. And I was busy when she had sent that text. And I'm, I, I just like, I didn't like, I just had seven o'clock in my mind. So he texted me at six fifteen, that he's there. And I was like, holy shit. Like I thought it was at seven o'clock. So I'm saying that because again, I was not without fault, but I was mortified. I apologized profusely. Like I am never late. I never do that. Whatever. So we get on the date and not my type physically, fine. But I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm gonna make the best of this. Like, and you never know, you know how people become, you know, more attractive once you like, you hear their personality, whatever it is. And so we sit down and like, I don't know, I like to believe that you can tell at least a little bit if there's some chemistry, right? And there definitely wasn't like there, but I don't even remember, we just kind of like did a little bit of small talk. And, but then he tries telling me, he's like, yeah, like your picture, like, is that you? And like, he like takes out the picture. He's like, he's like, no, he's like, you have green eyes there. I'm like, I have green eyes here too. Like, he's like, oh, like they're, they're lighter. And I'm like, 
it was a picture of me at the private island, like in the sun in on the beach. Like it was lighter in that picture. Like my eyes look lighter. I do not. I think you all know. I do not like edit my pictures like crazy. Like I might, I might like brush out like a pimple or something like that. But like, I don't fuck with my pictures. I don't put a ton of filters on them or anything like that. So like, again, like I'm not like, it sounds as though you saw a picture of me with like fucking, you know, Snapchat, like dog ears or something like that. And like, I look wildly different. Like that's what I look like. And so it was just like this, like, I don't know if he was rude or if he was just like socially awkward, but like was making it very clear that like, you don't look like your picture and like sounded like disappointed about it. And so like, I felt super uncomfortable. Like you're, you're making it clear that like, you're basically disappointed, like being on this date. And so, and not for nothing, I'm, I'm not thrilled, right? Like I'm not thrilled about this, but whatever. So then we're trying to have like conversation and I like, even he's like, I was like, I don't really know anything about you. And she, he's like, she told you about me. I was like, yeah, she rattled off some facts. I was like, I don't, I don't know everything. Right. Like even like little things, like I was like, he's like, I like to play sports. I was like, what, what sports do you play? He's like, well, all, like all of them. Like, are you a bobsledder? Like you don't fucking do all of the sports. Like, like answer my fucking question. And then like, even like, it's just anything I asked, he kind of talked to me like I was a fucking moron or he gave me a really short answer. And so again, I don't, I think it was partially rude, partially just socially awkward. I don't know. Right. But we ordered drinks. We ordered like, is like a, a restaurant with like small plates. And so we ordered like, and like everything comes out just like when it's ready. Right. So like we had ordered a couple of things and like food came out. I had a couple bites of Brussels sprouts and two sips of my drink. And I was literally sitting there being like, I'd ask a question. He'd answer me like I was a moron or two word answer. We'd sit there in silence. I'd sit there and I would think about what's the next thing to ask. I'd do it again. And you know when you see a couple or you know you when you can tell like when there's a couple or like two people on a first date and it's awkward, like you can tell by looking at them, right? Like you can tell. Like I was sitting there like I couldn't wait for the waiter or like the busboy to come back so that like I had like a, some something else to like deflect like my energy or attention to. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to sit here for another 45 minutes. Like, it's one thing if like, we're like the last date I went on, I definitely was not into him, but we were at least talking and like, we were having a conversation. This, like, it was again, so incredibly awkward. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I, I will pull my eyeballs out if I have to sit here for another 45 minutes. Like I absolutely positively cannot do it. And I looked at him, I was like, I'm going to go. And he's like, why? Like, he seemed like a little bit surprised. And I'm like, we're clearly not hitting it off. You seem pretty disinterested. I said, I think it's better that I just go. And I offered cash, which maybe I should, should have given him cash because, but because I didn't stay, but whatever, that's not my problem. I was seeing red at that point, whatever. So I got up and I left and I went home and I hung out with Ellie. And so this morning, right. And I, I in my mind, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to say anything to the matchmaker because like, like I know my matchmaker after dates, they ask for feedback and all that kind of stuff from both parties. And so like on one hand, I get that. On the other hand, I'm like, don't con like this has been such a bad experience that like I'm not wasting another second of my time on this. But I get a text today and basically like she's 
she was like, I want to give you a call, like to let me know when you have time. And again, I'm fucking busy. Like I don't have a half hour to talk about, like this has wasted enough of my time so far. Like I'm no, I'm not getting on the phone. And so I've texted her. I was like, basically what I just said to you in just like a very clear and like short, concise way. And so basically she starts saying, and again, I shared it with the, uh, the ladies in the community insiders group, uh, your fucking welcome insiders community. But like, uh, just basically starts telling me that like, you know, have, have you been interviewed by anybody like from our team? Because like, according to Greg, like your photos were way off. And like she said way off in capital letters, which I feel like is so unprofessional that like she shouldn't say that to me anyway. Like, like that was the thing, like rubbed me wrong about her the entire time. Like it felt like there was like just such a lack of like understanding of how to communicate, like as a human or professionally, let alone as somebody who is a matchmaker and was supposed to understand like humans and energy, like whatever. And so it was so insulting, right? Like, cause here's the thing. And here's why, again, another reason I'm bringing all of this up is like, I've said this on podcast episodes, like that somebody accusing me or like somebody feeling like disappointed of what I look like when it comes to like this online dating stuff, it has probably been my number one fear for years. It's not so much anymore, but it has been like, it is something that I have like deeply feared like the thought of feeling like I didn't look like or I looked like bigger in person or something like that like that has been like a real legitimate fear for me for so fucking long but like I don't feel like I'm where I want to be in terms of my body but I feel good I feel like I feel mostly good right in terms of like where I'm at and all those kind of things but more than that I know for sure that like, I look like my pictures. Like I know that for sure. I am 100% certain on that. Right. And so I, I, you know, I just responded back about like, just not, not only, you know, is he wrong, but also like, this is just an insulting conversation, like altogether. Cause again, like, I, I feel like, especially as a woman, like to say that to me, like there was definitely like a, as a woman and as a professional, I think there was a definitely kinder way to say what she said or like a less obvious way, whatever. But like, so all of that to say, like, I, I basically was like, do not contact me again. Like, this is not worth my time. Like, I'm not having this conversation anymore. And like I said, this all happened right before I was recording this episode. And there was no way I could not speak about this. But as I posted, right, like I, I put it in my stories and I think I posted a couple other places. But like the, the reminders and the lessons here and like why, again, a big part of why I wanted to share all of this with you, aside from just, like I said, sharing the drama of my life and my weekend is like, number one trust your gut in everything. Because I just think that like, like I said, like with so much of this ties back to business, which is part of the big part of the reason why I'm talking about this anyway. But like every single time you've had that client or potential client who wanted to pay you, but they were already asking weird questions. They were already kind of like overstepping boundaries, whatever it is the clients that become a pain in the ass or the clients that you don't hit it off with, 99% of the time you knew from that very first interaction, but we sometimes have this moment where we fall into FOMO or we fall into scarcity of like, but what if he's a great guy? But what if he's, I don't get another paying client for a while. And we say yes to what we know that we don't actually want, right? And in my experience, it always bites us in the ass right? It always bites us in the ass. And, uh, you know, just to go back to the thing I was saying about like knowing that I don't want to date somebody with kids. I, again, like I've dated like several people over the past few months and some of them have been great. And like, 
great, maybe great, but not like great for me, right? But again, in this world that we live in, I think it's so easy to fall into like feelings or thoughts of scarcity and like, you know, we're missing out on something if we don't like go for what's right in front of us, right? We don't want to say no to that potential client because what if there's not another client behind them? We don't want to say no to, you know, selling this offer because like, because we don't know what's going to come after that, right? Like we do that all the time. FOMO is such a big thing that fucks you over and over again. And I believe that so deeply. And I see that so clearly when it comes to my clients so often, right? When it comes to like they're launching their marketing. And again, it's something that really like so many of us struggle with, but one of the things that I keep telling myself about like dating and things like that is like, cause again, I like, there have been guys that I've been seeing who have been fun and nice and great. Fine. But if I were to ask myself the question, can I sit there and really say, I can't imagine it getting better than this. If I can't say that to myself, then it's time to move on. Right. If I can't say that, if I can't feel that fully, then there's something better out there for me. Right. And so again, with business, right? Like if you're looking at your business model, if you're looking at how you're operating on a daily basis, can you honestly, can you assess based on that question? Can I honestly tell myself that it could not get better than this? If you can't honestly say that and answer that question about what you're currently doing, I want you to go through with a fine tooth comb and assess what needs to go and what needs to shift and what needs to pivot, right? Because again, we know what we want, but so often we don't honor that. We don't honor that vision. We don't honor our gut, our instinct, our intuition. And we, again, we play into the FOMO. And because again, this date would not have happened if I wasn't playing into like FOMO or scarcity in some way or the other, right? That is not my ideal situation in terms of how I want to get be set up or how I want to start a date. And again, if I was honoring myself completely, I would have done that. I would have said no from the very beginning. And so this feels like a funny lesson for me to remind myself of that, right? Because uh, again, I, I know it's not aligned with what I fully want. And I also know that like I knew from the beginning that this wasn't feeling completely right. And so again, I should have honored that. The second thing is that just like for all of us, like fuck being polite and like what we think we should do and who we think we should be and being the nice girl, so on and so forth. Because like how many, I mean, I know a lot of you are married, but like obviously you dated, uh, you know, beforehand and all that. But like how many times have you felt like even, I, I, I have almost felt pressure a few times where I'm like, do I have to kiss this guy at the end? Like, well, what if I don't want to? And I almost felt like I might have to out of an obligation, which is a crazy thing to fucking say. Cause like, if I don't want to kiss somebody, I'm not going to fucking kiss them. Right. But like we are, again, I feel like we've all been so conditioned to like do the polite thing. We don't want anybody to think we're rude. I always think of, uh, for those of you who have ever watched it, my one of my favorite shows ever 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 is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and it's this show uh it's on Netflix where a, a, like four women get kidnapped essentially and they're they're living underground for uh years and they're they're rescued and they're on the Today Show or whatever it is with Matt Lauer obviously a while ago and like the one of the girls says like she went with the kidnapper because she didn't want to be rude he's like it always amazes me what women will do just to not be thought of as rude and like 
it's so relevant and it's so true and it's so crazy the way in which we will so often abandon ourselves in the name of, again, being polite or not wanting to ruffle feathers, whatever it is. And like, again, I use the Kimmy Schmidt example because it's just so crazy. Like the, the situation so often we can get ourselves in, not that that's a real thing, but I think it's still a relevant line where like in the name of, again, not being rude. And like, I'm sitting there feeling like I can't possibly just leave a date. I can't possibly just walk out. I can't possibly like cut this short. And I'm like, why not? Like, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to crawl out of my skin right now. Why would I sit here to save face with a stranger or to like uphold a relationship with a company that I'm not really thrilled with in the first place? Like, what what do I lose here by getting up and walking away? Nothing absolutely nothing. And so again, I just wanted to say that because not to be obnoxious and be like, I'm so proud of myself, but like, I am so fucking proud of myself because there was a time not long ago that I would not do that, that I would sit there and I would endure that. And I would feel, you know, miserable and drained and whatever it is. Like I know I, I knew I did not want to be there. And I knew that there was no point in being there. And I knew that there was no point in again, being polite or doing the nice girl thing by staying there. I knew that I wanted to get the fuck up and go. And I did. And I, again, I feel like I think most women, right. A majority would not have done that. And I'm saying that because like, I want to give you permission in that case to walk away even if it's rude, if you were on the phone call, like let's just use the example of like, a, I don't know, a sales call with like a coach. You were on the phone with somebody, something that I've said many times and I feel like I regret saying it now or I think I'm just a little bit more sensitive to it now. But when I would see so many people complaining about like, you know, like this coach like roped me into paying them and, you know, kind of made me like feel like I had to sign up on that sales call. And I guess just not doing sales calls for so long or not being on sales calls, I was kind of like, you can hang up the phone. Like if you don't want to pay somebody, don't pay somebody. And so again, I feel like I'm a little bit more sensitive to it now because I understand, I don't know, I'm more like understanding of like that there is some manipulation so often that happens and all of that kind of stuff. But the point is, is that like, I know how many times I have, let's say hired somebody or, you know, done something bought the higher package, you know, when I was somewhere, I don't know, getting like, I don't know, tanning years ago, right? Like buying the higher package because I was talked into it instead of just being like, no, like honoring myself. Like that has been such a hard thing for me to stand up for myself in that way. And again, I think like, like I'm saying, we're all, we all so often do that in different ways to be polite. And so I just want to remind you, like to give you the permission of anything, any situation. I don't care if you're buying a car. I don't care if you're on the phone with a sales call. I don't care if you're on a date. I don't care any of it, any of it, right? I don't care what the polite thing is to do. I want you to honor yourself. We can still do that kindly, right? Like sometimes obviously kindness isn't necessary if somebody doesn't deserve it. I try to do things with kindness versus being like ruthless or rude or anything like that. But at the end of the day, you have to honor yourself and you don't owe anybody anything more than you owe yourself, right? And again, I feel like especially as women, we're not taught, or reminded of that nearly enough. And I feel like at 37 years old, I'm finally like stepping into it a little bit. And I certainly wanted to hopefully help you step into it a little bit as well by sharing that. Um, And you know, similarly, like, and I, I know that this is the third point that I had written, but like for all of us as entrepreneurs, our time 
and therefore our energy, right? Because they're, you know, the same things in, in a lot of ways. Our time and our energy are our most important assets. They are the most important things that we have. Something that drains our energy, something that takes up our time that doesn't feel worth it, right? It's constantly a thing where I am feeling like I have to get more and more ruthless around like getting anything out of my way that doesn't enhance my life, that doesn't add to my life, right? If we were looking at dating for a second, because I know this comes up with a lot of people on like the apps, it's like they'll have conversations with people where, you know, they're dragging out for weeks. Like, how are you? How was your weekend? And like the small talk and you know that there's nothing there or there might be something there. So you're hanging around for it. And they're all of a sudden like you have you've wasted two weeks on somebody who you're not compatible with or is not funny at all. Right. Or like I told I think I wrote it in the unstoppable group, but uh, I don't know if I want to go into this all right now, but uh I'm on this app, Field, F-E-E-L-D, and without going into details, it's more of a, they call it alternative dating. So it's kind of like where a lot of people who are in like open relationships or looking for a threesome, things like that. Like it's just like kind of like alternative ways of dating versus like, again, like, I don't know, Tinder, Bumble, anything like that. But I had just downloaded the app recently and it's been really interesting to me to you would think, or I probably would have thought previously, I don't now, I see very clearly now that I was wrong. You would think on more of a sex oriented app or website, you were getting a lot more, I don't know, like rude conversations or it would be, I don't know, just like a little bit more offensive isn't the right word, but you'd be getting kind of like the more perverted or the more uh, intrusive kind of situations. But what I've found is that because it's more geared towards people who are more intentional about their sex lives and intentional about what it is that they actually want. I am meeting the most conscious, the most intelligent men and having the best conversations with these people. And again, you would think it was the opposite, right? But it's very different from the guy on Tinder that just wants to get laid and he doesn't care like who it is and what it is, right? Like these are people who are like essentially treating sex like it's an art form, right? Like they're very intentional and conscious about what it is that they want. And therefore it lends itself to this higher caliber kind of person, right? In my experience, in my opinion. And I'm saying that because I'm in this place now where I, like, I want love and I want partnership. But I also know that I don't want to be with one person, especially sexually, for the rest of my life. And I have found like dating frustrating in that way because it's like you don't want to sleep with anybody too soon and like where's this going and you're taking two weeks to get to know each other only to find out that you're not sexually compatible in the first place and then you got to start all over like that has felt frustrating to me so it's been kind of again I'm just dipping my toe in so I don't want you to think I'm like banging somebody every single night of the week but like it's more interesting for me that like I have this option to kind of play around with and explore and there's no pressure on it right? While I'm also intentionally seeking a real partner, right? And so I'm saying all of that because to go back to what is and isn't worth your time, how often we will sit there as the example of like talking to somebody 
for weeks or months. And again, you don't know if you're compatible sexually. You don't know if you work together in terms of sense of humor, so on and so forth. But we hang on and we waste time and we waste energy. And on one hand, I, I want to believe that we don't waste time or energy because it's all on purpose. While at the same time, as entrepreneurs specifically, our time and our energy is the most valuable asset that we have. And I feel very unwilling to waste any time with something that I know doesn't work for me. Like I want to know if this is, this makes any sense as quickly as possible. I'm not going to allow a situation to drag out. Right. And so again, to come back to business, it's the same shit, right? Like I'm not going to engage in a week's long conversation about you hiring me. I, I hear the, here's the information, here are the details, right? Like I, I want to remove any static from both of our sides. I don't want you to have to guess what my prices are or anything like that. I want to be straight to the point. I want to be straightforward. This is who I am, which is a reason why I wouldn't edit my photos drastically because like what good would that do me like how would that feel if I had you know I don't know like chiseled my body down to a size two and then I show up like obviously they're gonna see that that's not the truth like that wouldn't feel good I don't want to waste time in that way like that that would be a complete waste I like to be straightforward I like to be direct I think that is uh the kinder, more honest, more in integrity thing to do in all ways and so again all of that to say I want you to recognize here, dating, business, all of it. What steps can you cut out or what can you no longer allow yourself to put up with in the name of saving your time and your energy? Because like I said, it's the most precious thing you absolutely have. And so the idea of wasting it just because you may or may not get to the outcome that you want, fuck that, right? Like life's too short for that. And so again, I knew I, I should have trusted my gut. I should have said no in the first place. That Saturday night could have been spent doing something else. I'm not like sitting there being like, I'm so mad, like I regret it so much, but I'm just like, oh, isn't that funny? I knew better. And now I'm in this situation and that has caused me stress and frustration on a busy week when I don't have time for it. Oh, I betrayed myself. And here's, here's what happened because of that. And I know better and I will do better next time, right? And so I just wanted to share all of that with you. Like I said, I, I did my best hopefully uh, to share lessons and insight versus just drama. Um, as you guys know, as I'm talking to the You're Fucking Welcome Insiders community live right now, I'm answering questions on Zoom if any of you guys have them. So go ahead and type that in the chat box. If you're not in the community yet, uh, I would love to have you. I think it's kind of crazy, uh, to be honest with you, to not join. It's $19 a month, no obligations beyond the first month. You can cancel any time. And there is a shit ton of content. There is a really fun, engaged community already happening, and it's very new. Uh, our Unstoppable Women Entrepreneurs Group will officially close this Friday, uh, end of day, April 22nd. And so after that, that will certainly, this will certainly be the best place to hear all the things, to hang out with me. Uh, and again, not that you're just hanging out with me, but it's going to be the closest thing I have to my community, right? Sharing the, the nitty gritty and the details. And the, again, there's, there's just tons of content. We're doing weekly live masterclasses. We have guest trainings coming up. And so there's just a lot of good shit in there. And I think that, I mean, everybody should join it. Perfectly honest with you. Um, again, just for $19 a month. So sardashdan.com for all the details on that. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.